0: Hello and welcome. Uh, My name is Vic Williams, professional speaker, trainer on change leadership, innovation in business and transformation. And this is the Vic's Take On podcast, a podcast intended to share with you mine and other people's um, ideas, thoughts and research in the areas of leadership, change, innovation and transformation, as well as business in general. As a change leadership consultant and speaker, as well as a trainer, I often hear uh, MDs, uh, CEOs of companies, uh, business owners, managers, talking about the need for change um, in their organization or in their business. And I've witnessed uh, the aftermath of some fairly um, disastrous change management efforts, particularly those facilitated by really highly paid experts who come in and make changes, make all these massive things happen, and and then it doesn't work, and they've been paid and they've disappeared back to whatever country they've come from, and and these guys are left, CEOs and and MDs are left with this disaster on their hands. And of course, we've all heard of the big stories of companies that have failed to implement change or implement change properly um, that would have uh, necessitated or they would have needed to do to survive in kind of the environment at the time. Um, Stories from uh, Blockbuster Video, we all know what happened to them. Uh, Nokia, uh, Kodak, Going even further back, you could go to uh, Pierpoint Langley and his attempt to create a, fi- a flyable uh, aircraft. Or more recently, you could probably talk about what's happened at Yahoo. I mean, Yahoo was the big search engine, and I don't actually know many people that use Yahoo anymore. But then, of course, there's also BlackBerry. I mean, what a what a phone that was. I mean, that was an innovative product that disrupted the market at the time, but then failed to keep up and failed to change and transform um, themselves into into what was coming along and what was needed at the time and what people wanted. And, and I mean, I don't know very many people that nowadays use a, a BlackBerry anymore. I know they're around, but really, does anybody use them? If you're in the UK, um, you could add, names to that list like uh, Woolworths and Maplin and Toys R Us. Uh, And to be fair, if we really had to do an extensive um, bit of research into the space, uh, that that list would just be enormous. It would be um, far too much for us to really contain. But there's so many companies um, around the world that have got to a point um where they've tried to implement change they've recognized some things need to change um but they've got to this point where the fail the 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 change that they've tried to implement has failed um or they um haven't actually uh, understood the changes that are necessary so they've tried to change but they've changed the wrong things um and then companies get to this point where um Failure, <laughs> failure is just staring them in the face, and and as I've already mentioned, there's a number of companies that we can find around the world that have got to that point where um, it's failed. It's they're going under. It, again, here in the UK, we heard of another one this week um, closing their doors and 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 180 people losing their jobs, and that's never good. I mean, you could go to some of the airlines, um, and and if you again here in the UK um a lot of it's been blamed on brexit and the brexit process and let me let me be strictly honest with you 90% of people that say it's because of brexit it's utter crap it's not true it's systemic endemic uh, built-in structural problems that the company has that they fail to recognize, and so they blame something else, something that is not um, the real cause. So, um, you know, when when uh, I hear company directors blame things, situations, circumstances, I look at them and I go, hang on, wait a minute, there's something else behind that. you blaming this set of circumstances, build us, change within that set of circumstances, and then you'll succeed. And you know, we we're in a world that is constantly changing and transforming, and we're in a world that is, uh, for me, I, I I classify it under kind of four terms. Firstly, that is the world that is disruptive. There are disruptive things happening all the time. We live in a world that is unpredictable. Nobody kind of uh, can predict. Obviously, what the future holds, but nobody can predict what people will do and how they will respond and how they react to various things. You, you can make a, a kind of educated guess, but you can't kind of predict it. And, and things happen that you never anticipated. So it's an unpredictable, predicted, or unpredictable environment. And then we live in a complex environment. Uh, So many things are integrated and interrelated. And you do make one change here and it affects 20 other things on the side where you you didn't even think it could happen. Um, And so then we also have the accelerated pace at which things happen. So for me, there's those four areas that... Uh, We live in a world and and need to operate in business in this world that is disrupted, Um, it's unpredictable, it's complex and it's accelerated. And we see this um, almost every day where disruption um, reaches in and kind of makes life um, a challenge (laughs) and it makes it uncomfortable for a lot of people. You know, whether it's a new technology that suddenly appears in our space and just kind of changes the orbit of our entire environment. It may be a kind of um, a simpler more effective uh, more cost effective process which our co- uh, competitor introduces which results in us losing our traditional client base. it may be Uh, better, more flexible working environments. Um, A company comes up with a a new innovative way of creating that work-life balance Uh, and they introduce it into their business model, but we don't think it will adapt into ours. And, um, you know, so it, it kind of disrupts what we're doing and suddenly we find our staff wants to go and work for someone else. Or it may be legislative or regulatory changes which um, add seemingly kind of um, unnecessary complexity to our working environment, um, which chew up all of our valuable resources, you know, our time, our money and our people. And, and it's into this disruptive environment that we constantly as, as business leaders need to operate. Um, and and there's, there's a myriad of things that create this disruption in the business environment uh, all the time. But then the the business environment is also increasingly unpredictable. Now, obviously, as I said earlier, none of us know what the future holds. I mean, the the, the future is completely unknowable. And I always laugh when you have um, economists, for example, st- uh, stand up and make these big statements and put statements out in, in, in news outlets, and you know they're predicting where this is going to go and they're predicting where that's going to go and the pound dollar is going to do this and the pound um, euro is going to do that and it's going to be here too difficult and it's there too easy and they make all these wonderful predictions and then six seven eight nine months down the road when those things don't happen um, they they say well it was only a prediction you know um, we we don't know what the future is and and it, it just makes me laugh because none of us know what the future holds but you know there's There are things that we we can look at and we can say, okay, with a a relative amount of certainty, this may or may not happen. However, that... Um, reliability on uh, past information. You know, going back years, we um, in in marketing, for example, you could you could look at a marketing campaign that was run last year, and you could say, well, we'll just make a tweak, make an adjustment, change a price, maybe change a picture, whatever the case may be, and we're pretty certain that it will have a similar uh, impact. Because of the limited uh, marketing platforms, for example, that were available to people. So you had newspaper or magazine advertising, uh, which was really uh, the premier way of advertising. You may have put up a billboard somewhere um, when those kind of became uh, part of mainstream advertising or marketing. Um, but today we've got so many different Uh, opportunities and options and and things that are available um, for people to market and to get to uh, in front of their clients. That it kind of makes that whole uh, idea of advertising, marketing, uh, sales, it makes it totally unpredictable. And so we've got to operate in that space. And people's uh, buying habits are changing so much quicker than they previously had changed. Um, and and it just moves on at a at a rapid pace, and then you throw into this whole mix the the growing le- levels of complexity within the business environment. You know, from changing workplace patterns and employment regulations to the ripple effect those things cause um, on other things that we never anticipated, and then the 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 kind of blowback from that creates additional complexity. Uh, from learning and understanding how individuals work and their needs in the work environment to competing priorities within a business. You know, you have got um, three, four, five different divisions within a company. Each of them believes their uh, environment is more important than the others. So they've, they kind of, uh, for them, uh, their structures, their processes, all that sort of stuff is a priority compared to the other departments. And, and everybody thinks this is most important. And as a CEO, as a manager, as a director, um, as an MD, you you, you kind of got to sit there as a business leader. you got to sit there and you got to look at all these different um, priorities and you got to try and figure out which is the most important thing to do. Where, where does the most resources go? And then on top of this, um, you want to add into the mix, um, the accelerated pace at which things are happening. I mean... You know, it just it's it's kind of like um, you get a new piece of software uh, for the company, a new CRM or whatever the case may be, and you you implement this program, and everybody's just just getting used to um, some of the stuff um, working out and their their new ways of operating, and another company comes along with something completely new, something completely different, and and you look at it and you go, well, why didn't we just wait a few more days? You know, and we could have got this better program. It does so much more um and then your the company that you're working with comes out with an upgrade and then the other company comes on with a few add-ons and it just and it happens at such an accelerated pace and it's just like almost every day things are changing new stuff is coming out or um if you think of the accelerated pace in which information transfers and moves around the world uh you think of uh, a company that makes a business error of some kind you know it, it may big or small doesn't really matter But before you've wiped the mud out of your eyes, that thing is plastered all over Facebook and Twitter and, uh, you know, uh, it may be the right message or the wrong message, but uh, the message has been communicated so much quicker than um, it previously would have been. And and it's often kind of uh, um, disseminated around the world uh, far quicker than you can actually get to the space of fixing that problem or resolving it. And it's this acceleration that creates an environment of massive stress and massive pressure for business managers, for leaders, for CEOs, for people um, at the at the top end of the game. And it it really can be a major problem. And we see lots of people falling by the wayside because of this accelerated pace in which things are happening. And yet it's into this environment that uh, businesses and organizations have to operate. We can't change the environment. It is what it is, and it keeps developing and growing and and becoming more complex, as I said. And you've got to just grow your business in that space, you know? Um, you've got to understand it and stay relevant and stay ahead of the game. And let's face facts. It's this kind of environment that um, in my opinion, is designed to make failure easy and success. Uh, massively challenging. And we can see that in the numbers. I mean, if you think of, I think the the most recent numbers I've read is that 95% of all businesses uh, will fail within the first two years of their existence. And of those that make it past the first two years, that kind of 5%, of that 90% will fail before five years is up. And so it's 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 this diminishing environment in which Um, people are trying to start new businesses, trying to grow businesses, trying to um, change things, uh, trying to develop, trying to, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's this space in which we have to compete. Now, over the years, we have seen these disastrous change management efforts um, come into play. And uh, some have been successful. I'm not saying all change management has been disastrously um, ineffective or ended up with a a a broken company or more broken company than was there previously. But over many years, from my opinion and, and my experience, the reason for that is because the majority of change and transformation within companies has focused on change management or managing change and the methodologies around that process so most um, ceos mds company directors business owners know that in order to stay in the forefront of their industry or their market they need to change and transform they know that um, as as much as possible the business must remain fluid and adaptable and malleable almost in that space So they bring in a consulting firm or they send uh, a number of people on a change management course. All of which, in my opinion, um, inherently starts the process in the wrong place. You see, you can't start with management. You can't start with change management. If change is to be successful, then you need to start from the beginning. You need to start at the top. And that means beginning with leadership. Leadership comes before management. And that means you have to start with change leadership. It means that you need leaders within the change space to recognize where the company needs to go, uh, develop the strategy, develop the vision, all that sort of stuff. That's leadership. That's not management. The fact is that like everything uh, in life and in business, if you start in the wrong place, changes um, that you want to implement will, wrong, will end in the wrong place. And if you look at those uh, major stories of companies that have failed over the years, and you look at not just why they failed, but where they started, you can see they didn't start with leadership. They started with management. They started with trying to manage a process that they didn't even understand. And so starting in the wrong place will always end you in the wrong place. And if you um, are starting with leadership, then that means you have to start with you as an individual. You see, you can't just start with leadership and expect change to happen. Irrespective of your rank or title within uh, within an organization, change and transformation starts with you as an individual. See, change you first, then an organization changes. After all is said and done, the fact is that every organization and company is made up of people. And when people change, organizations change. So in order to start the process, you've got to start with you as an individual. Transformation starts inside. It's an internal job. And change starts with attitude. You see, if you change your attitude, you change everything else. Uh, It's your attitude towards the market. It's your attitude towards yourself. It's your attitude towards your capabilities and the capabilities of your company and the organization that you're with. But it's your attitude also towards your past, towards the past in general. Also, your attitude towards the future. If you've got a negative attitude towards the future, you think everything's going to turn out bad, promise. Your change management process, your change leadership, your transformation process will not succeed. You've got to change your attitude. Change from a can't mindset to a can mindset. You see, when you change your mindset or your attitude, you change your actions, you change your reactions, and you will change your results. But it's right here, with mindset that change starts but often sadly ends you may have heard the phrase uh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks in reference to the intelligence or personality or character of a person Uh, you may even have used it in reference to yourself well as it turns out the fact is you can teach an old dog new tricks and it's all down to mindset so if you think you can't change, then you are kind of thinking that old dog can't change. If you think uh, that you can change, you can learn new stuff, then you are getting into what's called a growth mindset and you will grow not just yourself, but you will grow your business. Now, some years ago, um, a Stanford pro- professor, uh, Carol Dweck, um did some research around the whole idea of mindset. And she came up with kind of two solutions, a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And the idea is if you have a fixed mindset, you very much in that camp of you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You're in that space where you think it's highly unlikely that you will change or grow or develop better thinking habits, um, higher levels of intellect, uh, creative ability, all that sort of stuff. You see, a fixed mindset does not see opportunities or possibilities for personal development or change. A fixed mindset says this is the way you were born, this is the way you will stay, and this is the way you will die. Um, it it's kind of the idea that your talents are inborn um, and there's no amount of nurturing that can change that. Now, for me, that is a crock of garbage. I don't believe that anybody should have that kind of mindset. By contrast, um, you can have what's called a growth mindset. A growth mindset is a mindset that is open to growth, open to change, open to become better. People who embrace the idea of a growth mindset know that the effort alone will not get them where they want to be. They understand that effort must be accompanied by learning and personal development and personal growth and that struggle to become better all the time. Uh, Leaders with a growth mindset um, which enables personal growth are not afraid to embrace collective knowledge. Um, they thrive under a challenge. They view failure not as evidence of uh, being unintellectual, but as um, kind of a heartening springboard, I suppose you'd call it, to growth and uh, the ability to stretch and become the person that they should be. And so in order to grow a mind, a growth mindset or develop a growth mindset, here's um, kind of 10 changes that um, I think you can make. So firstly, um, discard that fixed mindset. Discard that idea that you can't change. Discard that idea that other people can't change. Get rid of that you can't teach an old dog new tricks. It doesn't matter how old you are. You can learn new skills. You can develop new things. So get rid of that fixed mindset. That's number one. Number two, understand and acknowledge as well as embrace your imperfections. All of us are flawed and imperfect. If you think you're perfect, go and look in the mirror, mate. Go and look in the mirror, because you'll find out very quickly that you're not. Um, And if you're imperfect, if you recognize that you're imperfect, then you can recognize the fact that you can develop and grow and make those things that are not great, you can make them better. Um, I, I spoke to somebody the other day about the whole idea of um, build your strengths. Build on those things that, you strength, uh, that you're strong at. Don't hide your weaknesses. Outsource them. Some weaknesses you have to build. You have to grow. You have to develop. You can't outsource them. So, for example, if you're really bad at communicating with people, that is a weakness that you have that you can work on, that you can change, you can transform, and you can become a better communicator. So that's number two. Understand, acknowledge, and embrace your imperfections. Number three is cultivate a sense of purpose. Everyone has a purpose on this spinning planet. You are here for a reason. Whatever that reason is, you are here for that reason. So cultivate that idea that you have a purpose. Find it, understand it, recognize it, embrace it, and work with it, don't work against it. So that's number, um, that's number three. Number four is to ce- celebrate the growth in other people. You see, as you begin to develop and grow, you'll notice other people doing a similar thing. Some people will say, as a leader, I want to become like you. And so they will develop and they will grow. Celebrate that. Be excited for other people's growth. That's number four. Number five, see challenges as opportunities, don't see challenges as a rock that's going to make you stumble or um, a cliff edge that you're going to fall over. Whatever the challenge is, find the opportunity within it to grow and develop as a person, to grow and develop your business, to become better than you already are. And then the next thing, um, number uh, six, uh, number five, sorry, is to develop a grit attitude. Develop that kind of attitude that. Um, I, I, I suppose people call it guts or intestinal fortitude. That attitude of, I know it's going to hurt or I know it's going to be a challenge, but I will see it through to the end. I have strength, I have ability, I have skill. I will see it through to the end because I know I can. The next thing is to work on your brain and work with your brain. Your your brain is the most complex, exciting place on the planet. It's the most um, integrated, the most adaptive, the most uh, wonderful thing when you get to work with it. So work with your brain and work on developing those areas in your brain that help you to become resilient, help you to become purposeful, help you to achieve. All those sort of things, work on them. Then number eight, refine or redefine the, the word genius. No one, no one is like you. No one can compare or compete with you. You are inherently a genius. It doesn't matter about your IQ or your EQ or your any kind of Q. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You are inherently a genius, and the reason for that is you are an individual. You are unique. There is no one like you. Just check your fingerprints. Check your DNA. You will find that there's no one like you. Therefore, no one thinks like you. No one acts like you. No one responds like you. So redefine genius and understand that you are a genius. You have unique thoughts, unique ideas that other people may be able to develop on and create something wonderful. So redefine the idea of genius. And then number nine is always have new goals to uh, replace those goals you've already achieved. So you've got a big goal, say a five year goal, and you've got small goals or stopping off points along the way. As you hit those markers, reset your goals so that you can get to that end result. And you'll find as you constantly replacing your achieved goals with new goals, the long-term thing will, will come closer towards you. It'll come in towards you because you hitting those things all the time. Now, I'm not saying become obsessive. I'm not saying become crazy about goals. Just constantly be moving forward and looking to the future, looking to grow, looking to develop both personal goals in terms of who you are to develop and grow Um, your mindset, grow as a person, grow your skills, but also um, goals for your business, goals for the things that you're trying to achieve. Constantly be replacing those achieved goals with new goals. And then Number 10, and I think this is probably the most important of these ten steps or ten processes that you can that you can go through, and that is to schedule regular reflection time. That time where you can sit quietly, some people call it meditation, um, reflective time. I, 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 call it whatever you want. It doesn't really matter the terminology. What matters is that you schedule regular time in which you can look back. And go. Yeah, I did that well. I didn't do that so great. I can I can try get better here. I can improve that. That didn't work out quite as I uh, uh, anticipated. Um, okay, I can I can put this in place. I can do that. That worked fantastically. Right. What can I learn from that? That reflective time will help you to make the future more successful because you'll be able to implement all those lessons. Also, a reflective time will allow you just to calm yourself down, slow down, take time out and reduce your stress. All those things will help you to develop a growth mindset. So over the next few episodes, what I'm going to do is I'm going to develop uh, on these 10 uh, ideas about developing a growth mindset. Uh, I'll develop them a little bit further, and then I will also, uh, as, you, as you know, we have regular guests on the show, um, I'll be putting some of these ideas to my guests and asking them for their opinion on these ideas, and um, we'll, constant, we'll continue to share um, some of these ideas and thoughts with you um, so that you can begin to develop that growth mindset, but also you can understand how this fits into becoming a change leader. Um so I really thank you for being with me today. It's been great chatting with you. I do apologize uh, for my voice. Um, I've still got a little bit of flu hanging around uh, and every now and again I have to clear my throat. So I do apologize for that. But it's been really great chatting with you today. I hope that you've learned some stuff, whether you're in business or not, whether you're a, a change leader, whether you're a change manager, whether you're not even involved in change. There's so much that you could learn from this, uh, this episode and from those, those two things about developing a different mindset. And so, as I said, it's been great chatting with you. I look forward to chatting with you again in the next episode. A couple of things I'd like to ask you to do, please, if that's possible. Uh, please go over to uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever your favorite um, podcast Hosting platform is and leave us a review, Uh, it really helps us to get um, the message out to a lot more people. Also, if you would uh, do me the huge privilege of going across onto our LinkedIn page, um, that's Vic's Take on on LinkedIn. It's a page on there, it's a, a company page. If you'd go on there, please, and leave a review for the episodes that you've listened to, it would really help again to, as I said, get the message out there. Finally. As I've said previously already, it's been great chatting with you. I really hope that you learn some stuff and that you continue to stay with us as we go through this. We've got some great guests coming up, some interviews that I've done in this past week. Those will become available in the next few days. I trust that you have a fantastic day uh, and that you grab hold of this idea of creating a growth mindset. Have a fantastic day. Great chatting with you. Look forward to chatting with you again in the next episode. Take care. Cheers.